0: Welcome to episode 18 of Coffee and Tea with Dustin and Abby. I'm Dustin Detzer. You can find me on Instagram at holistic personal training 812. I'm a personal trainer. I have a group fitness class out at 4 Barrel Fitness on Mount Tabor Road in New Albany. It's called 4B30. It's Monday through Friday at 820 AM. I also have a group fitness class here at the Kula Center on Market Street in New Albany, home to Inner Spring Yoga, and the class here is called Inner Spring Yoga PE, and that's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ten forty-five a.m. And today, I we are joined. It's Abigail Newton, my <laughs> co-host, and three others, and we're just going to go around the table and kind of introduce a. Uh, we're going to introduce ourselves and say where people can find you online. So we'll start with Michelle.
1: Sure. Hi, I'm Michelle Finn with Jubilee Wellness. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Um, I do have a uh, Facebook group, um, Healing Us Holistically. And I'm also on Instagram. And I'm starting, <clears throat> out, I'm starting to work on Pinterest a little bit. Oh, I'm,
2: good. I know. Yeah. I know, I'm
1: trying to learn that world. Yeah, it is its own world. Yeah,
3: and I'm Joe Lenny, uh, Southern Indiana Hemp Farm. You can check us out online, Southern Indiana Hemp Farm, at on Facebook, and also on um, well, we got Instagram too. So yeah. so in hemp, fa- so in hemp farm, and then who's your hempster on uh, Instagram? Uh, I'm
4: Kelly Lenny. I'm also a Southern Indiana Hemp Farm, and you can find me on Instagram at In so Hemp Farm, and then also on Facebook,
0: yep. Southern Indiana Hemp Farm. Yep. <laughs> Awesome. Well, welcome guys. Thank and you. you. Michelle is was on episode 5. I was. That
1: was been? so fun. Episode 5. That's yeah. been great. That yeah. was a while it? ago. What number is this now?
0: 18.
2: Nice Nice work guys. Wow. That's, That's awesome. Yeah. So, let's talk about you guys. Okay. You're married. Yes. Yep, and you're from southern Indiana? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, me too. About what part? Um, I've always lived in Memphis, Indiana. Okay. <laughs> we
4: both went to Henryville High School. Okay. And that's where we met. Your high school sweetheart? Yep. yep. You are. Yeah. Aw. Awesome. Ten years. <laughs> Ten years of marriage. <laughs>
3: yeah, And um, we actually, uh, you know, we've been doing the hip farm. Last year was the first year to get licensing for Indiana. Uh-huh. So we're one of 100 farmers to get our license.
4: Okay. Awesome. So, and really how many good.
2: in this area have their license? I think there was two in Clark
4: County last year. I don't know of any in Floyd County. None in Floyd County. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And uh, so we just, you know, we went really small this past year, and uh, it was a research year, so research doing, on, you know, going on it for hemp, and then also this year is going to be a research year, too. So we're just trying to figure out how it's going to grow in the climate, and, you know, Indiana's a great area to grow anything in, you know, corn, soybeans, hemp's going to be the same way, but, you know, obviously... With different environmental factors, you know they're big out in like Cal- or California, Colorado, Oregon, and stuff growing hemp now. But it has a different ball game as far as like temperature and climate and stuff like that. So, Are you
2: growing inside or outside?
3: Uh, we're growing all outside right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: I got to go to their farm when we met last fall, um, in the summer, and. I could honestly smell the hemp when I pulled up in the driveway. I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) this is so cool. (laughs) And and so, you know, I got out and we introduced ourselves and shook hands and everything. And they walked me out to the field. And I mean, these plants were like seven feet tall, Mm -hmm. like four feet across, pretty buds everywhere. And
4: it's hemp, (laughs) you know, it's legal hemp. Uh Mm -hmm. Do you have neighbors? Not many. <laughs> like, why are they smelling it? Um, probably not. I don't know. Maybe one of them. Um, we can see his house. We can only see one house from where we are, but we're a quarter mile off the road, so we've okay. got a pretty good location. Yeah. Pretty secluded, so.
3: Yeah, we've got 10 acres, uh, so it's kind of like our little slice of heaven, so, yeah. <laughs> gosh, that's awesome. So yeah.
2: much potential. Yes. To you. Yeah. Yeah. How much of that is farm right now?
3: Well probably about it's be an acre yeah last year we did like less than a
4: quarter acre okay so it was pretty
3: small yeah uh, we've got like just one horse out there right now so you know it's just kind of strolling the pasture and stuff like yeah. that so we're gonna have to take up some of its space uh last year we had um, a space outside of like her space and everything the horse's space but you know we grew um you know like really small this year you said you know we're growing uh, an acre which is going to be <laughs> A lot more plants mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. 1500 plants <laughs> yeah 1500 plants that's
4: our yeah. minimum so we have to grow that much
3: yeah so. and um, yeah that's gonna be good we're gonna grow different strains different varieties last year we grew two different varieties or strains you could say uh mammoth which was uh a guy in kentucky he actually bred it for this area so he took oh, some wow. different strains and like you kind of cross-mixed it uh so it can grow really well in this area and it really has for us and like all the other people in the area too mm-hmm. and then another one called blue maize which was uh, the sativa the one that grew over seven and a half feet tall wow. uh you know two different varieties two different things that they do um he also had a hand in you know the genetics of that one too so it's really cool that
0: is cool yeah. how'd you guys get into this <laughs> <laughs> we
3: were just
4: talking about actually this time last year we it was just an idea uh, we really just were starting to research it, and um, he, all of March, every Saturday in March last year, they had seminars every weekend in Indy or around the area. I think he went to Franklin.
3: Franklin, the,
4: yeah. it was the first one. That's where he met Chad Wilson uh, with Sacred Tea Farm, and that's where we bought our clones from, um, but so he's been a Kentucky farmer that's come and helped Indiana kind of develop the industry, um, so that's where you met the Midwest Home Council, and basically they've connected the dots for us um. yeah,
3: connected us with Michelle mm-hmm. and yeah. um, just it's like really great. yeah that's been awesome it's been a cool ride so you know we didn't really think about you know we've got that 10 acres out there and we've you know done tomatoes peppers like you know typical veg you know vegetables mm-hmm. and stuff like that but you know never anything like you know hemp or anything like that obviously because it's been illegal for so long right. but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but you know uh, it was kind of a thing it popped up and just to kind of give you like the like the irony or like the how like serendipity it was really it's like you know we just met the right people because last year only 100 farmers got their license so we just really worked to work i was able and she was able to connect with the right people and actually there was only supposed to be a cutoff at 100 but I think our license was like 106 or something like that Yeah, I
4: think they eventually with researchers and everybody went to 120 something last year yeah and then this year they're gonna open up to 300 I think right now they're at 150
3: yeah so we've already got our license renewed for this year to oh, fantastic. Keep, keep rocking and rolling mm-hmm. so. <laughs> that that so
2: exciting do yeah. you know how many people applied last year
3: uh, I know yeah. it was quite a few. Um, they said they had to turn people down because they do background checks and stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they do background checks and, and different things to make sure, you know, the people, the right, they have the right people in place to grow the, that industry. So, mm-hmm. uh, but no, I don't really know how many people. and This year is going to be a lot more, though. So, yeah. obviously, you know, growing from 100 to 300, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, people that want to grow with the industry and stuff like that. So...
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you use CBD products before you started growing commercially? Uh, hmm, Did we?
4: I think we just started experimenting with it. Yeah. We kind of got into it because mental health is a passion of ours. So um, he does take some medication um, for a condition he has. And uh, so it was an idea that one day maybe we can get off medication and help, you know, just switch completely to CBD, something like that. So it was kind of something that we were looking into. Uh, we did read a lot of research and heard a lot of great things about it, so we 're like, well, this sounds like we could really help some people, so it's kind of something we want to get into yeah, nice. so I had a big background behind it or why we got into it
3: yeah, kind of our why. you know it's helping a lot of people you know seizures and
0: you know different inflammatory issues and stuff like that so absolutely yeah. I just uh, actually listened to a podcast with Ben Greenfield today, and he was talking about he's a a uh, biohacker fitness trainer guy and he um, talks about how it really increases deep sleep a lot of people have trouble mm-hmm. increasing their deep sleep cycle um, so mm-hmm. that's an excellent way to use that if you're trying to you know enhance your sleep there's a lot of other stuff out there you can take that is not good mm-hmm. yeah i mean you know, i'm not a doctor but i've heard insane things about um ambient and you know oh i used gosh. to take uh trazodone which was prescribed to me it was a horrible drug it's mm-hmm. been linked to uh, i think there's been some link to alzheimer's and stuff like that so yeah it's great if you can do something that's a plant yeah you know.
3: mm-hmm. well uh you know this is kind of give you a story on that too um so we were you know along the way doing our research and stuff like that found out you know it could be helpful for sleep a friend of ours her dad was on ambien and he was actually sleep driving oh it's um, a condition a yeah, condition
4: sleep drove to our work and um so I was like, oh my gosh, you know, we got to look into this, and she did, and she's like, yeah, my dad takes Ambien, and I was like, oh, well, Joe read about, um, actually, I think it was a video you saw or something, and so talking more about it, now, he doesn't take it anymore, he's actually taking CBD at night, and it's really been helping out, mm-hmm. so that's somebody we've been able to help, but yeah, it was kind of crazy, <laughs> it was just like, wow, that's nuts, he didn't remember it at all.
0: That is crazy. I mean, talk about a side effect. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: wow. And the only side
1: effect you have from CBD, like if you have too much, you still won't get high. Like that's something I have to explain to people a lot. You can't take so much CBD that you get high. You might get a stomach ache. You might, you know, get, you might have diarrhea or you might um, just feel nauseous. That's it, Mm -hmm. you know? And if those are your side effects from taking too much of a substance, that's a fantastic substance. Yeah, it's, it's
0: a pretty low risk-reward ratio.
1: Absolutely. And then, you know, the other side effects, even if you're taking it for sleep, you might find less joint pain, you might find more joy, you know, I mean, it's like more beneficial side, effect, side effects instead of negative side effects.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's been pretty awesome. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So walk us through sort of the beginnings. I heard you say that you, I don't, I'm going to use the wrong term, but you got your plant from someone in Kentucky. Yes. Was it just one? Well, okay. <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah, I don't that's know. a good question. So
3: since we wanted to grow small, uh, we wanted to do 200. So we were like, you know, we played around with, you know, should we do an acre? Should we do a half acre? And then for some reason we just settled on 200. So we're like, okay, we'll see that. Well, we decided brands. to do
4: two strains and we did 100 of each. Yeah. So it was kind of like a good pool to kind of play around with that.
3: Yeah, 100 indica, which was the mammoth, and then 100 of the sativa, which is blue maize. And yeah, (laughs) and uh, this reminded me of something, but uh, (laughs) it's so funny. But anyways, the 200 plants, uh, we got them as clones. So I don't know if you know about cloning or not. But basically what they do is they have a mother plant that's just the female plant Mm -hmm. and for CBD growing, you want all female plants uh, because the males will actually pollinate the females and then turn it, the seed, the flower. So you don't want that, right? In order to get all the CBD out that you want, the highest yield, you want it just to be in its natural state with no males around to pollinate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whenever they take those clones and basically they take snips from the mother plant and then they plant those and they grow roots on okay. their own. And then you can plant those and they grow bioidentically, you know, genetics, genetics, from the mother plants. So you know that there'll be female plants. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's yeah. awesome. As opposed to like, if you got seeds, you can get like a seed lot, okay. um, you know, say 2,500 seeds. Well, there may be 20% males in there. You don't know, mm-hmm. you know, you don't really don't know. There's no such thing as like a true feminized seed at this point in time. So we went with clones. We thought it would be the best way to kind of get started. And, uh, you know, so we
0: kind of went that route. Mm-hmm. And if you went the seed route and one happened to be a male, it could ruin the whole field, right? Potentially, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, you have some issues, you know, um, obviously with like
3: the highest quality if you're growing for, you know, smokable or even just CBD oil. If you've got a lot of seeds in it, you know, people don't like it. Mm-hmm. And then it just could limit your CBD quality in it.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes the seed too, even though they may be feminized, quote unquote, um, but it could still, what they call it herm. Like they can hermaphrodite and then get like one male branch, and then it's like a last-ditch effort to try to repollinate itself. Oh, wow. It's crazy. Like, this plant can do just about anything. You think of it, and you can figure out a way to do it. It's nuts. Yeah. And then they sometimes can actually develop seeds without even doing that much. Like, it's just like, if you live about too long, sometimes a, um, was it the sucker yeah. part can kind of turn to a seed or something. It, it just, it can seed
3: somehow. itself.
4: So Are it's you awesome. out there every day <laughs> like looking at your plants. <laughs> no. You're, you're, not you're not not. We should be. We should be. <laughs> this year we were, we're yeah. going to have so much more. We probably will be. We're like, oh my gosh, like one little thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It goes so crazy. But we felt pretty good with the clones and the genetic we got, which is really important to research and kind of, because the COA of the clone that you get gives you a pretty good idea of what you should get in return as long as you do the right nutrient and fertilizing the climate has a lot to do with it too. But you have a pretty good idea. We came yeah. pretty close, I would say, to right on the matching the COA, to yeah. like what we got.
3: Yeah, whenever she's saying COA, I mean, Certificate of Analysis, basically. It's what you look for whenever you get a CBD product or you look for whenever you're trying to match up genetics that you want to grow. Like it'll have 15% CBD, but you obviously want to have below that 0.3% THC.
0: Mm-hmm in order to be legal in Indiana, right? Mm-hmm. That's a, well, federally, too. So. Mm-hmm. That's a great point to, to bring up. So for it to be, uh, you know, hip, it's all a cannabis plant, which we learned from Michelle in episode 5, but mm-hmm. for it to be legal, to be a CBD product, particularly in Indiana, it has to be below 0.3% mm-hmm. THC, Correct. right? That's mm-hmm. yeah.
4: total THC. So on okay. the COA that he's talking about, it'll break it down per cannabinoid, and the first one's usually called Delta-9, And then that's what is um, directly THC in the plant, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's THCA. When when it's heated, it converts to THC. So when they do their testing, they look at the total of those two. So Mm -hmm. you have to look at the bottom for the state of Indiana.
0: Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. Total THC. So basically, like, you have um, what's like CBD. Everybody's heard of CBD. Everybody's heard of THC, right? But in some most instances, like you can't actually absorb it. Unless it's heated up or decarboxylated, de-combo- hard time saying that <laughs> word. Yeah, Decarb, <laughs> or, yeah. or you know, if you smoke it, basically whenever you smoke it, it heats it up and, and it changes it from an A T A C A or C B D A to regular you know, C B D or T H C. So you can absorb it. Mm -hmm. So uh you can absorb the A's, uh, but it's not as
0: available as if it was heated up, basically. So yeah. Interesting. And so there's you talked about the different varieties, like you grew half Indica and half Sativa. Mm -hmm. So in the different varieties I'm assuming that it's there's more benefit other than just the CBD in there Absolutely. from like the, like the mm-hmm. terpenes mm-hmm. and the uh, is it flavones. Is that Flavonoids. Flavonoids. Yeah. Flavonoids. Mm-hmm. Could you talk about that a little bit?
3: Yeah. So uh, basically, you know, it's, you know, in different varieties, you have different terpene profiles. You even have different cannabinoid profiles too. So like within the cannabinoid profile, you may have like CBG, Which is like the mother cannabinoid, and then you have CBC and stuff like that, which they all kind of do a little bit different things. Like, you know, it's like a whole other thing to go into like the specifics of those. But typically, like, you know, with sativas, they'll have a terpene profile that'll be more of like mood uplifting and stuff like that. Maybe some limonene and stuff like that in there, versus an indica, whenever they say in the couch so you know (laughs) know, it could be like it's more it's more like relaxing right and that's not necessarily the case for like everything you know but you know that's kind of like a a generalization of like a sativa versus an indica you know it has like different effects on you basically with the terpene profiles like for example our indica has more of like a, a myrcene uh terpene in it which is more of a relaxant more of like a I guess you could say a, like a sedative type feel, and then it also has like anti-inflammation properties too. Okay, so which yeah, ones nice. in the tea?
2: Um,
1: we have is it the the uh, sativa, sativa, the blue, blue, blue maize. Yeah, the blue maize. Oh, yeah, okay. yes. Yes. yeah yes. which they grew. That's what's oh, in the. So tell us, <laughs> I know, tell us, about your tea, <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> well, so um, so when you grow when you grow um, hemp, you know, and meeting mm-hmm. them was so so great. Like the the Midwest Hemp Council that we that we mentioned earlier. Um, I had found them online cause I was, you know, my, my other CBD products are all Kentucky hemp because that's who was legal first. It was been legal in Kentucky. So I just felt over the moon ecstatic that I could get a true local product, you know, go into the manufacturing plant and all that. But honestly, of course what I really want is a connection with the plant that's going in the bottle. I, I didn't know it was actually possible. You know, I mean, that's, you know, how, how does that really happen? So, um, One day, I called the Midwest Hemp Council, or I emailed them, and I was like, hey, is there anyone in my area? You know, is there anyone around here? I was like, I'm wearing my family out. I'm talking about hemp and CBD all the time, talking (laughs) about cannabinoids, you know? I mean, like, I'm driving them crazy, and, you know, surely there's someone around here that, you know, I can geek out with and and make connections with and, and, you know, work together. And they were like... Where is Memphis close to you? And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, it's like 20, 25 minutes away. So um, they sent out an email and connected us, and and we met, you know, and and if we uh, Joe Joey and I and Kelly all we kinda laugh because Joe and I are very much idea people. We're like, all right, what's the problem? Let's solve it. Yeah. And Kelly is like holding on to the reins, going, Hold up guys, wait. Did you guys did you think about this, this and this? And we haven't finished this and we said originally <laughs> that players. we were gonna do this first. Yeah. <laughs> so it it's a balance. It really <laughs> is. They it's both. great. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's it's been this this wonderful friendship, this wonderful um, you know, blending of our our companies. I guess, I guess, not, yeah, blending's fine. Mm. Uh, blending Bl- teas. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. we've just, we've just been collaborating. You know, on on our ideas and and growing together. You yeah. know,
3: and mm-hmm. funny story behind the tea, though. So, <laughs> uh, so for like you know any kind of uh, extraction. In Indiana, or like really, just it's CBD quality. You want like a high amount of CBD to get the most extracted, right? So like anything below like
4: ten percent, yeah,
3: ten percent is like well, you know, it's, you may not want to extract it. So
4: <laughs> some processors won't accept it. Like they're like, uh, we won't pay you anything for it. They want they give you so many points on the dollar per percentage.
3: Yeah, per okay, per so 10,
4: eight to ten percent is usually kind the minimum.
3: Yeah, so you know we hit that with our mammoth. So that's what. We'll talk about a little bit in there in in that bottle. But basically with our blue maize, the sativa, the seven and a half feet tall one, uh, it was like 4%, something like that. Yeah, Yeah, because what happened is it was a different growth cycle. So like our indica, it was a 90-day plant. Uh, The sativa blue maize, which is in the tea, is 120-day. So we had to cut it early because uh, we planted it late. And the f- cold was coming, and all that stuff. Right? It didn't get its full. Yeah, they didn't season. Yeah. They didn't yeah. mature properly. So, whenever we tested it out, and I was like. Man, this thing's junk. I was like, He's ready there? to
4: kick it to the curb. And I'm like, no, wait. Michelle probably has something creative over this. So yes. Let's it so out. enter Michelle,
3: and the, you guys are like, you know, well, we can do some stuff with it. So yeah. let them know what you're doing with it. Yeah.
4: Well,
1: so I mean, I had a jar of it sitting on my counter. It's become very common for me to have buds sitting around on my counter now. They're all hemp, you know, but it's like no big deal. My kids might see a bowl of hemp flour. They might, you know, the house might smell like hemp for a week because I'm Cooking with it, you know, and it's just become very common in our house. Um, I do have to explain to some parents who are picking up their kids, oh, really? I swear this is him, you know, working on a hip cookbook. Um oh but so I I st- I love loose leaf tea. And so I had started putting it in my tea, and I was like, guys, guys, and Kelly was like, Yeah, I saw that on Pinterest, I think. Yeah. So, you know, we yeah. so that's what we started doing. So I I contacted a um an herbalist that I know in Indianapolis and Lionhearted Herbs, Taylor's amazing. And I was like, Taylor, you know, we want to work with this hemp. We want, and I don't want to just make something up myself. Like I want to work with an herbalist who knows what she's doing so that we are putting forth a wonderful product, you know? So she's like, oh yeah, girl, I'm on it. So she, you know, we told her what we wanted and we have three different tea blends that we've come up with. Oh,
0: that's awesome.
1: Yes. And they taste good. I mean, if you have just straight hemp, it's going to be so bitter. Yes. So she has come up with these great creations. Um, one is for relaxation and that one, I, I don't have the ingredients here in front of me. Um, one is for focus and energy and then one is for a woman's moon time, and we just call it moon time tea. So oh. you know for cramps, yeah, that's so exciting, oh, that's yeah. Awesome. It's to help with the pain relief. And yeah. so like you don't have to have a high CBD count to get the herbal benefits from the plant, you know. Um. So it, so the teas aren't really for CBD; they are for hemp as as an herb.
0: Well, you're getting the. The terpenes and the other stuff yes, in there too, absolutely. the other cannabinoids mm-hmm. I mean it yeah. all works together from what I understand yeah. that's fantastic too of uh, just a way to uh consume uh cannabis in my opinion, because you know smoking something it's you're you're still smoking something and taking right. some mm-hmm. smoke into your lungs, which mm-hmm. I don't think is probably yeah. the b- most best way to do it the eating it. Is going to have a longer onset, mm-hmm. you know. The tea seems like a great mode for consuming uh, CBD, flour, or, or cannabis. Mm-hmm. Mm, it really is, and it
1: tastes so good. And it, it almost tastes like you're
2: misbehaving. <laughs> 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 you know? That's, That's a, a great tagline. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, we're going to have to work that in somehow. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. but it's been, it was a pretty cool experience, you know. So, you know, kind of go back to the story of our 200 plants, you know. It, um, we did the 200 plants. As soon as we got back from vacation, we went to Alaska, and then we got back, and we're like, okay, we need to get these plants in the ground. We drove to, yeah, uh, Bowling
4: Green to get our clones, and then planted them the next day. Yeah. Like, got off work, we were (laughs) out there at midnight, (laughs) we had our headlamps on, I mean, like, we're getting these suckers in the ground. Yeah.
3: So, we put them (laughs) in the ground. The rain was coming. (laughs) And then, like, you know, we knew there was some rain coming, which is not a huge deal, but, like, that rain that we got at the beginning of the year last year, it rained, like, for two weeks straight, like, hard. Yeah. Hard. And we were just sitting there like, oh, no, this is going to be bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is going to be real bad because they didn't have, like, a whole lot of time to, like, get in the ground and, you know, acclimate and all that stuff. So we're like, what's what's going to happen? So finally it stopped raining. We got out there. They're just, like, sad looking. They're, like, really bad. And so and I was like so upset. And like Kelly, we're just like, oh my gosh. We're just like, what are we going to do? So we're like, well. We're this?
4: really bad at this. It's only been a month. Yeah. We're already bad <laughs> we'll at this. We'll call this, this part our roller coaster.
2: <laughs> yes. We'll call it. Downhill one. <laughs> yeah, this was downhill one. Oh, so no. we're like,
3: all right, well, we'll just see what happens. We called up the guy from uh, Kentucky. We're at, you know, is there <laughs> anything that we can do? We actually got the stuff called AgX. AgEx. Uh, which is like a kind of like, like a supplement, but it helps out with like um, uh, the nitrogen in the ground, plus, it's like helping microbes and stuff like that for the soil and the root systems. So, we put some of that on there every you know, every other day. Helping them out and stuff like that. We didn't need any fertilizers or anything like that at that point because we didn't want want to shock them with the rain and then shock them with like some other kind of like you know fertilizer or something like that. So we kept putting that on there, and then some of them just disappeared <laughs> and then you know like they, they died off. And then some of them were growing. We're like, okay, cool. And uh, then they started growing pretty good. Um, you know, we out, get out there, getting the weeds out and stuff like that. And, uh, but we planted them in a location where the sun would come up, but it would be behind some trees for a while. And so there's like two rows that grew, but it didn't grow as much. And then the other side where like it got mostly sun, they grew really big and tall. So that was kind of an issue that we obviously learned, you know, research, right? (laughs) 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 And I
4: noticed that because I had a spreadsheet. So I had like row one and then row two and then line. Like I had it all figured out because I could watch the X's and kind of see, okay, well, this spot had a lot of rain. We had a lot of dye in that Mm -hmm. area. Um, then I start noticing the shade that he was talking about. I'm like, oh well, these over here are they're there, but they're only a foot tall, when these other ones are three or four feet tall. Yeah. So we kind of we think that had something to do with it, but that's part of our research. So yeah, <laughs> We're like, we'll see what happens. The
3: plants year. will grow by the light cycle. So mm-hmm. whenever it, it goes from mostly daylight to you know starts to turn into dark, you know mostly darkness, like for the winter time and the fall, uh, that's whenever they'll uh, flower. So they go from the vegetative stage. Uh, with like most of the sunlight, and then whenever it switches over from that, you know, more sun to more darkness, then that's whenever it flowers. So um, it got, you know, we, we started seeing the buds on there. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, that's that's really neat looking. And then um, another thing. That- that we didn't really take into consideration was, like, bugs and stuff like that. <laughs> and, and we're like, oh, well, like deer. Some people ask, do deer eat it? No, they don't touch it. You know, so that's really cool. The only thing we had to really worry about was, like, bugs. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we had aphids, and you have uh, these, uh, we had a, not army really a worms. big problem, but they're like army worms, like these green worms. Okay. But then we started to see ladybugs, like, crawling around on them. And we saw one day a ladybug had a worm in its mouth. And I was
4: like,
2: <laughs> yes. rock on, ladybugs. <laughs> yeah, so cool. our pest control. Yeah, so
3: <laughs> this year we're going to invest into praying mantises and, and ladybugs <laughs> for our pest control. So, and we learned that last year. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we only had ended up with how many out of the 200? Uh,
4: we harvested 65. And Out of the
3: 200, so like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think
4: 35 was Mammoth, and we, that's what we extracted for oil. And then the other 25, I think it was, something like that, Remember, um, 27, um, was in the tea. And then Michelle's going to use for cookable hemp, too. Yeah. So.
0: Cool. yeah. Yeah,
1: so Liz Martino and I are collaborating on a hemp cookbook. Oh because, gosh. you know, all over the, the U.S., really, um, there are people with, you know, hemp sitting in their... In their sheds or in their, you know,
3: um, stored away. And yeah, everything. stored
1: away. They don't know what to do with it, mm-hmm. or it didn't hit the mark, you know. And they're like, you know, they think it's a waste of product. Right. And we're like, no, we have ideas for you, you know. <laughs> so Liz and I have been playing around the kitchen. And I have to tell you, it's pretty fun to take a bite of soup and it tastes like him. You know, it's like hee hee. Right. It makes it so much more fun when your, your food tastes like pot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have to worry about, you know, since it is just him, obviously I can eat five bowls of soup and I'm not going to get a buzz because right. it's just him. Yeah. You know? right. yeah. Um, but again, the nutrients. So, you know, you've got all those, all those minerals, all those vitamins, all the um, THCA and the CBDA. Um those are in the acid form, that's what the a is, and they have their own benefits. they have their own health benefits mm. so if it's you know if it's a pre decarbed product so it has not been heated above I think two hundred twenty degrees, then um, it's still in acid form
0: so is so the tea not been decarbed correct when correct. you pour the hot water on there will it decarb it?
1: I have it I guess it depends on how your yeah how hot your water is, and honestly, I have not. I don't have the equipment at my house to you know figure out like what that process is Mm -hmm. right now we're just I'm gonna I'm gonna guess um I think I think water boils is it like 210 or 230 Somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. So it, I'd say it's borderline. You know, it could, it, maybe there's a mixture, I'm really not sure, mm-hmm. but I just know there's got to be health benefits. It's such an amazing plant. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There's no way that you're ingesting it and not getting benefits from it. Mm-hmm. Right. So right now it's a lot of experimentation, you know, we're kind of playing around with the idea and we're just really having a lot of fun with it. That's
0: yeah. awesome.
3: Yeah. Wow. Great.
0: <laughs>
2: so then after you harvest, yep. what happens?
3: So, basically, uh, that was the fun part. So, harvesting. So, these the stalks got, you know, pretty big, right? You know, like some, like... like about three inches. Yeah, some of them. three <laughs> inches. So, we can go down there and chop them up. Basically, like a tobacco process. So, they chop them down. They hang them upside down. And then you dry them out in like a barn somewhere, basically. Uh, so, whenever they dry, you got to let them dry for... What was it? About a couple of weeks?
4: Uh, about three or four weeks. Just depending on how dense they are. Yeah. And uh, The first one we did was mammoth. And it was more dense than it was tall, I guess, so um, it didn't hold as much moisture, it seemed like. It seemed like blue maize, uh, the second one we did, the one that was seven and a half feet tall, it took a lot longer to dry out.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
4: but it, uh, So three to four weeks, kind of depending, and then usually you just kind of break a branch, and if, it's, if it breaks easily, then it's about ready. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you basically, actually Michelle came over and did it with us whenever she met us, it's called mm-hmm. debutting, and you just kind of put your fingers and go down to... Um, the the
3: uh, stem, stem stuff yeah. Yeah. And then um yeah, that's it.
4: And then we call that biomass so that you put into like a tote or something. Yeah. And then you take that to be to Extract.
3: So we basically harvested the leaves, the buds and like the sugar leaves and everything. And then whenever they take it to an extractor, that's what they'll grind up to like a like they
2: a, mill it much smaller. Yeah, right? like a mill. Mm-hmm. And
3: then, um, you know, do the extraction process for mint.
2: Mm-hmm. So Is your extraction, extractor in Louisville?
3: Uh, they're actually mm-hmm. up in Indiana. So okay. um, the Louisville...
2: Vanilla.
3: yeah Manila. Yeah, Manila. It, it was like an hour and a half away, but we met them through different connections and stuff like that. And it's a little bit different process than uh, the normal extraction. So, you know, we don't like to... We don't bash anybody else's extraction process. We just think this was like a really good one because what it does is it kind of gets back to the roots of like how they used to old school like pull out the terpenes and pull out the cannabinoids and stuff. So basically like if you were, I guess, a uh, cannabis enthusiast before a while (laughs) back, what they would do is like, you know, basically take a butter or like an oil or something like that and then mix that biomass in and then they would heat it up in an oven. And then basically that oil and that fat would absorb the cannabinoids and the terpenes and the flavonoids, basically. And then you would press it and press out that oil and separate the biomass from the actual oil stuff. So this we did, it was just basically on a larger scale. So they took MCT oil. So the only thing that's ever been in it was MCT oil, the biomass gets put in together in this big cylinder heated like up french press. yeah kind of like a french press uh if you want to you know just to kind of give you an illustration but like you know this big cylinder it heats it up and then it presses it down so you get all those oils that come out of there oh, wow. and then they take that oil that's a crude and then they take it to like a decarb process where they heat it up and you know um so and that, then filter it. yeah it takes out the impurities and stuff like that so. and what is
2: all that called
3: the extraction process. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <funny>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Lipid infusion yeah. extraction. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. what we did. Yeah. yeah, lipid infusion extraction. So, you know, Michelle can touch base on like some of the other extractions. They use like CO two. CO two
1: is um is what my um, Kentucky hemp or uh, that's how it's extracted. Mm-hmm. And for that one, um, for my company anyway, that I purchase from, mm-hmm. it goes into like one one huge co2 expressor and so they pile all the biomass in they close it up they fill it with co2 and then what comes out is almost like a mud and you know they just squeeze all of that out uh, with the pressure of the co2 and they can reuse that co2 Mm -hmm. so that it's not wasted Mm -hmm. um and then from that mud they add the coconut oil to that um so that it's you know, ingestible and palatable because otherwise it would just be like eating a spoon of plant material right. <laughs> and right. that stuff can get a little, you know, hemp can be bitter. So yeah, yeah. you know, have to find a way to, you know, make it, make it palatable. Yeah. So yeah, I, I love this, uh, this lipid extraction. Like it's, it's, um, more hempy, but it's also more cannabinoids. So, mm. you know, for, you know, you guys know my mom's story. I told you a little bit yeah. about that before. Yeah. Um, well, she just got to go on a cruise. Like she is still hospital free. It's been like nine months now. It's like crazy. It's been it'll be a year in April actually.
0: That's awesome. Yes.
1: And my cousin was like, Hey Aunt Tina, you're doing really good. What if my husband and I take you on a cruise? You know, we'll take you to Jamaica, we'll take you to I think it's uh, Carmel or something uh-huh. and, yeah. um, Cosmo, Cosmo. Cosimo, yes. yeah. and um Casmo Cosmo. Mexico. Yes. And um she's like, Yeah <laughs> So, you know, it took her it was she planned for like a month and a half, but so so I sent her with some of this um this lipid there's a, there's a word. Lipid infusion extraction. Infusion extraction. Yeah. Um, I sent her with a lipid infusion extraction. And I was like, all right, mom, there's some new stuff. I want you to try it out. Yeah. She loves it. Um, she, she forgot that it was 1,000 milligram instead of the um, 750 that she previously had. So she was getting quite a bit more than she realized. Yeah. And she's like, I felt like King Kong. Like I can do anything. Like she normally uses a walker around here, but she was taking more CBD than she normally does. And every picture I saw of her, I was like, Where's your wheelchair walker? Like what? And she's standing by this huge rock on the beach. Found out she was that she, um, she was sitting on the beach with uh, um, some Jamaican fellas, and um, <laughs> there was some. <laughs> Yeah, some clouds rolling around. She's like, I just figured I was in Jamaica. I might as well try
0: it. I was like, oh, my God, wow. I mean,
1: she has just had so much fun. And, and honestly, that's because of CBD. Like, that's, that's the difference with CBD in her life and in her regiment. And so it has just it's been a game changer for her, and she's loving this new product too. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, what a great she's like story. A little Superman, superwoman, yeah. <laughs> Mighty Mouse, yeah. and she's only like four or six. So we'll just go with Mighty Mouse. <laughs> and
3: that's kind of the difference between you know like our process versus like other processes. Like I said, not we don't like to bash on anybody right. else, but like we just feel it's like more like like it's a different. holistic. You know, like in very integrative like it keeps all those terpenes and everything in there uh, so that way like some co2 extractions some ethanol extractions stuff like that whenever they break it down it sometimes they like tear out those like those terpenes and stuff um, you know we've been to other facilities where they do that and they have to kind of put it back together or take you know an outside terpene and infuse it back in if they want so this is kind of like it keeps this whole plant integrity in there that's awesome so it's kind of like a small batch so you know we're actually i think one of the first like strength specific uh cbds so you know nice. whenever i said it was uh, indica so that's what you're getting in that you're getting the mammoth uh we're calling it hoosier's reserve uh so it's going to have like all those terpene profiles all the cannabinoids that's specific to that plant because with like others that you go out there You pick up a CBD, you know, you just know it's a CBD bottle, right? Where it could be a homogenization of whole different kinds of plants, you know? You don't know what you're getting, really. So, you know, CBD is just one part of the holistic and the the entourage effect of the, you know the, the hemp plant you know what I mean so yeah. yeah
0: that's awesome you guys are having a big release party I know me and Chad bought our tickets Woo! and Abby and Ted yes we're
2: gonna it's be there their tickets yes. <laughs> no, yeah. well, let's talk about your events yeah mm-hmm.
0: awesome Michelle <laughs> sure, sure. Um,
1: well, we so you know we're as as we've been working together, you know, we're finding out that there's just not a lot of education in Indiana, and I was I kept running into walls because you know when I would try to get in with the with the Kentucky gang, you know, I'm Indiana, so the laws were different, the rules were different. Like it was so it was really hard to to learn from them, to you know, to really get to where we could work together. And so when I found the Midwest Hemp Council, which is how um, we met. I just found this world of people who are educated in hemp, educated in CBD, educated in growing practices and they want to do it right mm-hmm. and they want to follow the rules and they want to teach everyone else how to follow the rules so they you know we can do this and move forward and and you know with integrity. So, um, so we, uh, that's how I met Joe and Kelly and we are working with the Midwest Hemp Council to put on this event here in Southern Indiana. It's going to be one It's the first of its kind, really, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, and we just want to bring to our community, you know, come meet the growers. Come meet the people who have the plants available. Come meet the processor. You know, ask all your questions. And, you know, just kind of introducing this plant.
0: And that's at root in downtown New Albany. Yeah, yeah, it's at On the root. What day is that?
1: It's Friday, February 28th, and it's from 6 to 9. And tickets are like 20 bucks. And for that, um, you're going to get to taste hemp bites by chef Liz Martino. She's amazing. Oh my gosh. She can just, I mean, she walked in the kitchen and we had, I had decarbed before she got there. And she's like, okay. And she just like rolls all these groceries out on my counter. And next thing I know, you know, I mean, like my kitchen smelled amazing. And I was like, oh my gosh. So yeah, she and I are working on a cookbook. And we're gonna have some of those dishes available at oh, the awesome. roost. Uh, yeah,
0: really, really looking forward to it. Thank you. I think it's super cool. I think it's interesting too how you were talking about the uh, the harvest process, how it's similar to, to tobacco. And mm-hmm. like I worked on tobacco farms when I was a kid, like you know, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen years old. Yeah. Wow. And I think this is kind of the evolution of our culture and our community mm-hmm. here, where yeah. we used to be kind of tobacco producing. Communities and a lot of people made their livings that way, living that way, and now we can kind of shift to something that's not not even harmful, but helpful, you know, right. kind of knowing how tobacco's not a great thing to use really <laughs> right. in any form, you know, yeah. I think that's super yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. You guys Thank are you. a part of that. I think that's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you. You yeah, know, we really look forward to sharing it with the community and we just, you know, we're, we plan on having fun that night, giving a little bit of education, but really networking. So like if anybody is interested in learning how to grow, you know, if they have, if they want to apply for a license, come and talk to Joe, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he, Joe and Kelly both have connections on where to get the plants, on you know the ideas and the processes that are required, and you know that is what they do. So, mm-hmm. and you don't have to want to grow to come to the event and have fun. Like we just want to have fun. So right. yeah. come check out our products. Come check you know come talk to us about CBD. Ask all your questions and just come network and have some fun because it's the root and that's what it's all about.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's great that it's a variety or strain specific too, because especially if you're somebody like. Your mom, Michelle, where you're ha- you have mm-hmm. some serious medical conditions you're using right. it for and you find something that's helping you, you want to be able to get that same thing over exactly. and over. Exactly. Like were you talking about you go maybe go get the same product or the same label, but it's maybe a different variety or strain in there and you know, and then mm-hmm. you're you know, you're not maybe not getting the same benefits that you were getting. So yeah. that's that's nice that it's some uniformity, at least with variety mm-hmm. and strain. That's that's really great. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah, you. exactly. So
4: yeah, we plan on carrying that out through next year too and just kind of adding upon that. Um, we're going to plan to add three more strains uh, with that. I, um, well, we want to do mammoth and Maze again, so that's two. And then we want to add a CBG and then one other one.
3: Yeah, that's one's called sweetened. Uh, we're just basically getting all, all of our genetics from that guy in Kentucky because he's kind of tried and true. You know, if we, some people were bringing genetics from Colorado, which is yeah. different environments and stuff like that, yeah. and then their genetics were growing hot. Which means over that point three percent threshold, mm-hmm. which you know you either have to destroy it or like try to figure out some kind of like way to get that percentage down of that THC, right? So
0: yeah, you know, that's interesting. So are those varieties or strains from Colorado? Are those high THC producing strains? They've tried to alter. Is that why they're coming mm-hmm. in? Yeah, hot, some you some some of them are. Yeah. Okay. So uh, there's been a there's been studies
3: done. I forgot what um, school it was, but there are I don't know if it's Harvard or. One of those, but anyways, um, where they found out that genetics play probably ninety percent part of like why plants grow hot. Okay. Because you can uh, genetically breed, uh, you know, a high THC plant or like a medium THC plant to produce. Less THC, more CBD, but you know it could be it could still grow hot. You know what I mean. So it, given different environmental factors and stuff like that, so genetics play like a really big role in that. That's the reason why we did a bunch of research and figured out like, hey, we want to go with something that's kind of tried and true here in this environment because Kentucky is pretty similar than you know as Indiana is as far as their environment goes. Uh, so you know bringing things from Colorado, that's fine. You know some of it has done really well. But some of it hasn 't done so well, and just trying to find the uh, there 's a lot of bad actors you know bad players in, yeah, in so the industry, so yeah. yeah, some people just want to like make a lot of money, but whenever we set out you know we just wanted to learn about it, grow it, help the community, versus making a you know a
0: ton of money off right. of it right so that 's fantastic, man some of the best you know businesses and business people that I've found it's it's that's the number one and then the number two is like it a profit you know like this, they're more mission oriented I find that in Four Barrel I find it here at Interspring Yoga yeah. I think Michelle's mm-hmm. like that it sounds like you guys are like that mm-hmm. and it you know you wind up making a better profit with having that mission, you know, of just focusing on helping people and focusing on the quality of what you're providing people and the value. Mm I think that's, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. And I think we should also um, mention too that, uh, you know, Illinois just legalized full recreational cannabis. Mm -hmm. And so if someone listens to this and they're completely Mm -hmm. new to this thing, if you go to, you know, Chicago and go to a dispensary, that's going to be different than CBD. That's going to be full, thc cannabis and it's going to be a different <laughs> yeah. experience yeah, right. you know so just be aware of that if you're if this is kind of a new thing to you that there's a big difference between cbd flour or cbd uh, oil which is from the same plant than you know high thc recreational cannabis which you would get in like a dispensary in uh, colorado or illinois or michigan absolutely um, so just be aware of that if you're traveling and uh you know you're trying to Mm-hmm. Get more CBD and you go into a dispensary <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and, yeah. and, and buy some uh, some uh, mm-hmm. one of those concoctions in there. Yeah. <laughs> and you know that if you cross
1: the state lines with it, like that's illegal. You know, it, right, it's illegal here. <laughs> you know, yeah. and you don't want to get yourself in trouble with that because mm-hmm. they do not smile upon it. Yeah. If you ever do go out of state and you do practice with tea, you know, um, try some THC products. If you get too much, don't freak out. Eat. <laughs> Drink water. I've not actually experienced this, but everything I've researched, eat, drink water, and also take CBD because CBD oh. loosens the hold of the THC on your brain receptors.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. it'll it'll actually help you come down from being too high, yeah. and then just go to sleep. Yeah. Like you're fine. Just
3: yeah. go to bed. There's, you know, there's a difference between therapeutic benefits of you know CBD and and THC. You know, like there are one to one ratios out there of uh, you know like maybe a ten percent. T H C to 10% CBD, which has that like mellowing effect that you don't get like super high. But then there's strains out there that go like 30% THC, which could, you know, really rock your world if you're not like used to it, you know. So, So, you know, really in cannabis plant, whenever it grew, you know, it grew with both of those cannabinoids in there, but with all the genetic breeding and stuff like that, they're kind of breeding some of that out of there. So... And making it more of like a potent, it's not like, you know, what it used to be back in whatever, you right. know, 70, 80 years ago or something yeah. like that. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, it's interesting. I think, uh yeah, the last time I was in Colorado in the dispensaries, I noticed that there was a lot more uh, recreational strains that did mention they had a one-to-one CBD to mm-hmm. THC ratio. Yep. So yeah. that may be something if you're... On vacation, and you want to take to <laughs> a concert, and maybe you hadn't burnt one down since high school. <laughs> right. Maybe you should, like, take a look at the one-to-one ratio uh-huh. yeah. before you, you know, take a trip to the moon and have, <laughs>
3: right.
2: ha-
0: have an uncomfortable experience. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Just be cautious. You well,
3: I've, I've been reading a lot of books and different things, and this, uh, this is like, the Cannabis Growing Bible, so I read that. And, you know, because obviously marijuana and hemp, you know, grow very similar, right? Uh, so they, they think that the cannabis plant evolved to have THC as a defense mechanism. Huh. Kind of like, you know, other plants in the wild. Uh, because think about it, you know, if a, maybe a deer or something came by and ate it, um, and it tripped, and it was very vulnerable out in the wild to, you know, maybe getting eaten by someone else, they're not going to go back and do that anymore, right? right. So, <laughs> So that's the reason why, like, deer won't eat it because, like, I think it's kind of, like, they've evolved with it to know that that's something that they don't want. That's fascinating. Yeah. That is interesting. It's kind of, you know, similar with, like, other research I've done with, like, lectins and plants. You know, they have defense mechanisms in those because they can't get up and run away, right? So they've evolved to, like, try to reproduce and to keep themselves alive. And so they've got those almost like toxins in them, you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm not saying THC is a toxin because it can be very medicinal. However, I think that was just in it to, you know, it's evolution to have that, mm-hmm. right, to ward things away. <laughs> That's a, a super interesting. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, with the terpenes too in the plants, they do have terpenes. The reason why I think they evolved with the terpenes is A, for pest control, and then also to bring in other bugs that will eat those pests that likes to eat them
0: oh wow the turpedes is that the scent mm-hmm. okay yeah
3: so you know whenever you're walking through the field and you smell that you know pungent smell that kind of hits you in the face uh this has like uh the ones that we grew had like a, kind of like a citrusy like um, uh, like more of like a pungent smell that you're used to but you know from everything i read It'll give off, it has all those different ones in there because it's trying to bring in some of those beneficial bugs and ward off those other bugs. That's interesting. Yeah. So mm-hmm. crazy. Our
2: plants yeah. are smart,
3: right? That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> genius. Very genius. smart.
2: Yeah. Very smart. Yeah, that's
4: one thing we did when we got the bottle uh, or we got the oil, we tested it for the terpene profile so we can see all those different ones in there. Um, and Michelle's actually got different terpenes that she has in her line too. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So I've, um, so I've introduced a line of terpenes where you can actually use just the terpene from botanicals like lavender or cloves. And some of them have very healing benefits. Um, like clove has beta-caryophyllene, and that, one, reduces tumor growth and also um, reduces pain. So beta-caryophyllene also exists in a lot of cannabis plants, and, but it also exists in clove. So. Hmm. So like we're finding like all these connections, you know, um, so, so what I carry is the botanical version because it's much less expensive than a cannabis version. Like I can get cannabis terpenes, but they are outrageous because it's an expensive plant. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I make, um, like salves and, and, um, and just put those health benefits back into the salves and using the terpenes and yeah. the essential oils and things. Yeah. Yeah. And CBD, of course, because yeah. yeah. God put CBD in everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's great.
0: Well, do you guys have anything else you want to uh, talk about, promote, or... Uh
3: I
4: don't think so. Is our
3: okay. event right now? Yeah. 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 yeah, come play with us. Take one out. thing at a time. Yeah. 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 It's been <laughs> awesome. I've always wanted to be on a podcast. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Dream, yeah. dream come true. So. <laughs> thank you guys so much. Yeah, and, thank, us. Yeah, thank yeah. you guys for coming and sitting down. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, I think we you guys provided a ton of good information mm-hmm. to people listening to this. Uh, it's, a, it's a new thing, especially to this area that uh, I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of interest in. And it's... A, it's awesome. Yeah, no, maybe we have really you guys out to the it. farm sometime. That's
3: what I'm grill. thinking. I'm like, ready you know, for a field trip. trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have like a podcast out in the farm yeah. or something.
0: Let's go around one more time and say our names and where people can find you online.
1: Sure, I'm Michelle Finn with Jubilee of Wellness. I do have a website, JubileeWellness.com. You can find the cookbook that Liz and I are working on right now. I think right now we have it as a pre-sale for nine bucks. And when we finish it, hopefully within the next week or so, it's gonna go up to 14. So it's still not expensive, lots of great recipes, lots of fun. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also on um, Facebook and Instagram.
3: Awesome, yep, and I'm Joe Lenny and my wife Kelly Lenny. We are Southern Indiana Hemp Farm on Facebook.
4: Uh, on Instagram at
3: Farm, And then, uh, on Instagram myself, uh, Who's Your Hempster? Yeah.
1: I do want to mention, we will be at the Farmer's Market this oh, yeah. spring. Right. We're going to do another God. year at the Farmer's Market. New, yes. Albany. Downtown New Albany? Downtown New Albany? Yeah. Yes. And we might venture trying and do some others, but we know we're going to be at New Albany. God. So,
0: come Awesome. Us. Yeah, for sure. Yes. So, hit them up at Downtown New Albany uh, Farmer's Market.
1: When does this that start? It's yeah. year-round. Oh, okay. So um, it's still going. It's still going, but I don't, you know, no one wants to talk about oils when it's 17 right. degrees. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 when it's good weather, I go so that, you know, I can see my regulars and, yeah. and do my thing. But when it's freezing cold, nobody wants to talk about oils. They just want to grab their veggies, jump back in their car yeah. and go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that
0: makes sense. Okay. Abby. Yep. Beachbody stuff. Where can people for you? Yes.
1: I've been watching you. you.
2: <laughs> People can find me at Abby L Newton on Instagram. Um and oh, beach going well. I don't know. I'm tossing around what I'm going to do next. We're coming out with a uh kickboxing program or I might do a program that was released uh in the winter. It's a it's called The Work and it it's an intense like in your face, scary trainer man. <laughs> but it sounds like fun. It's completely different from this like holistic ballet bar program that I'm doing right now. You know, so who knows? But, you know, it's
0: changing gears. You right? know,
2: I'll keep everybody posted and always invite anybody to join me when I'm doing so. Yeah, Great awesome,
0: gym. awesome, Pretty cool. And Very cool. I have an Animal Flow specialty class coming up at Four Barrel Fitness, uh, March 14th. It's a Saturday from 11:30 a.m. to 1:30 p.m. Early birds sign up for that. It's forty bucks. You can sign up in the lobby of Four Barrel Fitness on Mount Haven Road, or you can text or DM me on Instagram at holistic personal training eight one two and. If your joints are a little achy or you're unsure, take some CBD and come and let's yeah. do some animal flow. Yeah. If you don't know what animal flow is, Google animal flow and watch the video. It says what uh, this is animal flow. It's the creator Mike Fitch, and that's kind of like the highest expression of of the the practice. Uh, we won't be doing any. Wild, like matrixy-looking handstands. <laughs> Anything. We'll build up from basics, and then we'll the class will culminate in a synchronized call-out flow. So that should be a lot of fun. And thanks again, guys. Yeah, for yeah, thank you guys for having me. It great. Namaste. You. namaste. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate you. guys.